The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the box score breakdown for January the fourth. Monday. It's Tuesday, of course, here in Sydney, where I am. I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney. My partner, my intrepid co-host, Scotty Harland, aka The Harlander, has been hosting the last few days. You can find him as The Harlander 23 on Twitter. And I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. Pop over and give us a follow. As ever, shout outs to the big knobs from Hoopball, Aaron Bruski and Dan Bespris from Fantasy NBA Today. Get involved and support one of the best things going in the fantasy NBA world. And I'll be talking about some hoop ball stuff through the show today. Check out the great content at hoop-ball.com. And speaking of great content, uh, without any further ado, let me just introduce once again back for a Monday for the second time. Uh, his name is Hank. He calls himself Hank Aaron. He is at Hank Aaron 2 on Twitter. Hank, how are you, buddy? Great. How are you, Mr. Jolly? Mate. How can I complain? I'm talking about the NBA with a bloke uh, from the West Coast of America. I'm loving life, laughing like a fat spider, as they say. What a world. <laughs> I tell you. you know, I got to tell you, I, I, I let it slip last week, but you said you were excited like a frog in a sock. And uh, I've never heard that expression before, and I've been using it for the last week. Yeah, go, going going off like a frog in a sock. If you ever if you've ever tried putting a frog in a sock, you'll understand exactly what I mean. It's, uh, never, uh, it's not a pretty sight. But anyway, we do try to be earnest, and we do try our best, just like a frog trying to get out of a sock. We've got nine games to jump into. Uh, before I jump into them, of course. Uh, I've got to do a little promo for uh, Hoopball. Hoopball has a lot of really great stuff. And one of the great things they have is the fantasy pass. The draft season is over, of course. Some of you are probably regretting some of your picks, like me, uh, grabbing Mark Lamarcus Aldridge in Dan's uh, private Roto League, which I am on top somehow, despite Lamarcus Aldridge. But if I had picked Sabonis instead of him, I would be running away with it at this point. Now, what can I do to try and fix mistakes like that? What can you do? Well, you can get the Fantasy Pass now. It's still the best deal in the industry, $4.99 a month. Even though we're into the regular season, uh, there's lots of great stuff that comes along with that. There's also zero commitment. You sign up for one month for 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it, but it's always nice to have that option. What do you get? Well, you get tools to dominate all year long, updated projections, updated projections. You need those, don't you? New fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest course feature, which I'm on every day rocking with some of the um, top guys from Hoopball as well. It's the Discord server where you can all you can hang out with all the Hoopball pros around the clock. There's people there 24-7 in all kinds of time zones in the States, in Australia, of course, and other countries. You can get one-on-one help with your team. Check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad ad just below the main media wall. You will not regret it. And the other thing that you will not regret is talking with Hank about the first game on the slate today, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers, the formerly top-of-the-table Cleveland Cavaliers who've had a little bit of a fall from grace after winning three games in a row. They went down 83 points to 103 against the Orlando Magic. Now, for the Cavs, there are some injury problems here. Darius Garland, a man who's helping keep me on top of that uh, that Roto League because he's been lit from a late-round pick. He did not play. Uh, he was uh, He's injured, of course. And then Dante Exum, Bambi on blow, as we call him in Down Under. He only lasted 49 seconds, so there was... Huge minutes for Chetty Osman. He played, uh, he made, he had 18 points, sorry, seven rebounds, seven assists, two steals, one block, six for 14 from the field, and four for eight from three point land. Now, Hank, I added him in Dan's Roto League this afternoon. Did I do a good job? 12 team league? Yes. I think I'll produce for you. as long as you're, and I know we're talking about one of the builds on your team, it seemed like there were some punt percentages going on. So, I think if you're punting percentages, he's someone that's going to rack up the numbers. He'll get the points, uh, assists, steals. Uh, I'm not sure. Did they did they explain what Exum's injury was? 
You know, I haven't seen the follow-up on the injury, but uh, it was bad enough for him to leave after 46 seconds and not come back. So if he misses some time, um, and we don't know when Garland is coming back, you would think with that expanded role, maybe he's a short-term stream? Yes, I think. And I think especially if you're if you're not focused on the percentages, I think he'll give you a pretty good, pretty good production in the counting stats. Now, a man you wanted to talk about who had an incredible line was uh, Colin Sexton. He also played 38 minutes, 24 points, a bit low in the rebounds and assists, just two rebounds, two assists, but he had one steal. It was two for four from deep, 10 for 19 at 52%. You've got to be happy with that. Colin Sexton. Yeah, coming into the season, there wasn't that much hype around him. Uh, he's been a good player the last couple of seasons. He's shown steady improvement, and I think he's ready to take his fantasy game up to the next level. I don't see any major uh, areas for regression. Obviously, his shooting has been hot to start the season, so you could expect some regression, maybe not not keep it at 55. But even at the low 50s or high 40s, I mean, he's going to be a top 75 guy at a position that's hard to get. Uh, so I think that uh, I think people who got him are going to get a big uh, – positive return on investment yeah and i like the fact that when you start searching his name you only have to type in sex and then he just pops up so that's uh probably a good one i tell you what he's ranked 39th at the moment if you draft him 80th that is better than sex because uh that's a pretty hot return so far he is playing huge minutes though 37.7 minutes a game on average so you'd think that probably drops off a tick but the usage and the usage is similar to last year there's just that extra minutes, and he's also um, picking up steals. Last year, he was a minus in um, steals, and he was also just sort of neutral in a couple of categories. But big improvements in steals and huge improvement, as you said, in field goal percentage. We help. We hope that keeps up if you own him. I don't have any shares. I kind of wish I did. Larry Nance is a man I have a few shares. He had a shocker today. He In 34 minutes, he just had four points three rebounds and three assists. Maybe it's rude to call it a shock because he still had two steals. That salvages the line for you. It does, and and it's the steals. That's that's always been a secret uh, aspect of his fantasy value. Uh, so far in the season, he's been a very nice surprise. Kevin Love is out. Uh, Nance has always been a producer when he's been given the minutes. So I think that even though now he's a little bit high at 31 on a per-game basis, Looks like he's going to be a solid guy as well, until at least until Kevin Love gets back. Yeah, well, I mean, if he was available around 100 in drafts. So, again, these are guys, Cleveland's turned into a little bit of a fantasy paradise, just like a couple other teams like Detroit as well, where you're sort of gambling because you don't know what's going to happen. But if it works out and you pick the right guys, there's there's huge wins to be had. I've had some good wins in Detroit and a very good win in Cleveland with uh, Darius Garland as well. Hopefully he comes back soon. On the Orlando Magic side of things, Nikola Vasevich, gee, he's a man mountain and he's just very consistent, isn't he? 23 points, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, three blocks. Oh, my goodness. Nine for 16 from the field, two for five. That is pretty much going off like a frog in a sock. Uh, If he had a few more shots, he was nine for 16. Aaron Gordon took away a few of his shots today, but... uh, you can't complain about Nick Vucevic, can you? Nope. He's been on fire to start the season. He's been a consistent top 20, top 30 guy the last few years. Uh, you got to love it. Uh, you know, he typically, for whatever reason, you know, unlike Sexton, his name doesn't have any sex appeal. And he just always kind of gets overlooked. And he always, he always outperforms, even though there's no reason for him to drop down into the 40s in draft, but he will because – he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't have the exciting upside I guess that other players have, but, um, or at least the, there's a perception that he doesn't. Uh, but he's just very consistent, very efficient, and he's doing it again this year. And again, very likely to continue for another top 25 campaign. And the thing is, I, f- it just, I feel so dumb now, like taking other guys instead of him, like taking even Nurk um, or, or other guys in the early in the third round instead of Vooch. When you look at it, like he was ranked on per game, 18th last season, 11th the season before. On totals, he's even better. Uh, He was ninth in the preseason as well, Uh, 14 so far on a per game. And in the last week, he's ranked fifth. It just, there's a few mistakes you make sometimes in drafting and you just go, what was I? And I'm, I'm guilty of it too. You know, somehow you overlook him 
I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We somehow talk ourselves and thinking, ah, he's going to regress a little bit this year. But like you said, 14 this year on a per game, 18 last year, 11 two, two seasons ago. And, and, and again, even better than that is that he's been durable. So uh, no real weakness in this fantasy game. And if you got him, you probably got him far below 14, probably even below 25, and, and you're going to get a good. Yeah, if you weren't drafting with the likes of Dan Bespris or old man squad people, shout out to my mate Michael Hussey and a few other people in leagues who, who do grab him early in the third round. Um, yeah, those guys have done okay. And uh, I have not. The leagues, I have two leagues with Nurk and God. I wish he could go back in time. Aaron Gordon. Now, he, this is a guy who really splits opinions, isn't it? He had 24 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, one steal, six for nine from deep in 28 minutes. Uh, AG is a lightning rod, isn't he? He's a lightning rod, and for good reason. You know, it's because he flashes the upside, but even even then, his numbers typically don't pan out to, you know, high value, even though he has these great lines. And then on top of that, he's constantly getting injured. Uh, I've been burned by him enough times that I, I stay away. Yeah, and I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? I even stay I- away. Even after that good game today, he's still only ranked 126 on a per game. And people are drafting him in that 70 to 80 range. But you look at it, the three throw percentage is awful. It's a minus 0.93 Z score, which is he's under 70%. And um, am I reading this right? He's been taking 11 uh, – sorry. No, there's only 3.1 field goal uh, uh, free throw attempts per game. But still, that's bad. It's giving you almost a minus one Z score. His field goal percentage is still um, a minus, which for a big man is not fantastic. He doesn't really have any elite categories. So he's got a couple of good ones, which are rebounds, and he has low turnovers. That's it. The other green thing that he has is usage. So he gets a lot of usage and doesn't do that much with it. Um, Yeah, where do you think he ends up? Will he end up outside the top 100? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially, Especially if we're going on a cumulative basis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've got him in one dynasty league and now I just can't get rid of him. Do you realize he's only 25 as well? Like he's. And, and that's, that's, that's another reason why he's attractive because if you look at it, right, a couple of seasons ago in his best fantasy season, 2017, 2018, he had 17 points a game and 33 minutes a game, almost 18 points a game. And at that point, he was 23 or 22, right? And you think, all right, here's a guy who's 22, 23 years old, third year in the league, scoring 18. He's going to get even better. And instead, he's regressing. And he has he doesn't carry much much value in the defensive categories. He, he does, you know, his percentages are poor. And, and that kind of masks his deficiencies to a degree because when you see high points and high rebounds, people get excited with those numbers. But... On the whole, it just doesn't add up. Mm. And he's he's one too where his sort of weak fantasy game goes together with a weak real life game as well. Uh, we, you know, it doesn't really impress often on the court. Mark L. Fultz is someone who has been impressing this season. Uh, earlier, he was going off like the proverbial frog in a sock, but the last couple of games haven't been that great. He's regressed back. Uh, and I think he's just outside the top 100 now too, isn't he? I think he's around 108 or something. He had uh, just six points today. Five rebounds. He did have eight assists, which is why you've got him. He just had uh, three for nine from the field at 33% uh, and missed his one three-pointer. Is this a sign of things to come? Is the, is the mean of this somewhere in between the hot start and the last few games which have been putrid? I think he will improve. Uh, I, I like him to improve. I think it's a good buy-low time for him. I think he was a little bit underrated to come into the season as well. Um, I think it's a buy low. I think his his shooting will improve, and his steals will improve, and uh, you know you put those together, and and he's got a solid game with assists, steals, uh, score some points, good percentages theoretically. Um, so I like him to improve. I think it's a good buy low. I I tried to I I tried to trade for him myself. I wasn't able to do it because uh, the falls. Uh, one last sort of tidbit from this game is Terry Ross. He was back from injury today. Had 15 points, two rebounds. He had four steals, the old man. Five for 13 
from the field. Uh, not fantastic percentages and not quite as many shots as he'd got in the previous games. But if he falls onto your waiver wire at any point, go and snaffle him up. I've picked him up in a couple of leagues. I drafted him in a couple and uh, he's been providing top 50 value when he played so far this season. So look out for Terry Ross. The second game on the slate today was the Charlotte Hornets up against the Philadelphia 76ers. And this was another bit of a smackdown for the Sixers. They have started off um, really well in uh, real life. I think they've only lost one game, which was when Joel Embiid did not play for the Charlotte Hornets. Always a lot of interesting fantasy stuff to talk about with Charlotte, isn't there? You tell me, where should I start here? Charlotte is a great team uh, to potentially have mined out some value. Uh, I mean, obviously their top guy is going to be Hayward, but he's not worth discussing. I don't think it's worth discussing because I think he's a solid top 40 guy, top 50 guy, you know, could push higher, but really not much variance. The questions are, what do you think about Bismack Biombo? What do you think about Terry Rozier, Graham, Washington? All these guys are potential guys to own in 12-team leagues. I start with Rozier. He had a big game last game. Today he cooled off some. Uh, on the season, he's been pretty good. Uh, top 50 cumulatively, not quite so high on a per game. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about him? Well, I mean, if you look at the line today, 12 points, three rebounds, four assists, two for five from deep, three for eight from eight. I have him in a couple of places. I wish I'd got him a little bit more. Like I've, I've got about 16, 17 leagues. I think I've got two or maybe two Terry Rosiers. I wish I probably had four or five because I think he significantly beats that that draft area where he went, which was as low as 100 in some drafts. I think he probably ends up in the 60 to 70 range. PJ Washington is another one you mentioned. He had 12 points, eight rebounds, five assists, that I like because I do have multiple PJs. Um, not that I wear pajamas myself. I prefer to uh, do what Colin Sexton does and go to sleep in the nude. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> four for 10 from the field for him. It's the field goal percentage and the three throw percentage that hurts you a bit. PJ is another one who's a bit of a lightning rod. Dan hates him. Uh, other people like him. What do you think? I don't like him much. Uh, I think if you need a guy at the end of your bench who can score and and get you threes, you can stream him in the right circumstances. But I don't think he's a 12-team guy to own long-term. And and I don't think there's much upside there. So especially with uh, Charlotte adding more players and they've got some players on their bench that they're going to want to get in, like LaMelo Ball. Uh, And and also Bridges. He's not a guy to own long-term, but he can be streamed for threes and points. So what about those three guys? So Devontae Graham had 15 points, two rebounds, one assist, had no defensive cats, five for 11 threes, though, beautiful. LaMelo Ball, 12 points, seven rebounds, nine assists, two beautiful steals, but he was zero for five from the three-point line and five for 16 from deep. Miles Bridges, seven points, five rebounds, no assists, no steals, uh, one three-pointer, just six shots. I think Miles is just probably more of a streamer than a must-hold. LaMelo Ball and Devontae Graham, though, which of those two would you prefer to have rest of season? Uh, probably go with, I'll take LaMelo. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not loving either one, but uh, I'll just take the risk and I'll go with LaMelo. They're both going to hurt you in some categories, aren't they? They're going to get a crap yeah. ton of turnovers and they're going to, like, have <laughs> – Pretty ratchet uh, field goal percentages as well. If you're punting field goal percentage, then either of them is probably worth having if they fall again to your waiver wire because they're the kind of guys who can have those three or four bad games and then end up on a waiver wire. And you might be able to grab them, but I reckon you've got to be punting field goal percentage or you've got to have like you know a crap ton of, of good field goal percentage guys to be able to deal with them. The Philadelphia 76ers, uh, Joel, Emb- Joel Embiid only played 24 minutes today, so that's a bit of a wash, but he still managed 14 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, two steals, three blocks. Beautiful from JoJo. Uh, it's really just about how many games he plays, isn't it? It is, I, and I think at this point it's very clear he's an elite guy if he's playing, uh, but the risk is there with the games played, and obviously as the season goes on, it's more and more risky and, you know, you, you can expect top 20 production when he's healthy with, with upside for top five, right? I mean, he's, his game is, is really limitless from a fantasy perspective, but uh, he's a tough guy to own because he misses a lot of games and 
especially towards the end of the season as, as they're gearing up for the playoffs, it's likely to miss even more games. So, um, and that you know, is you the problem, them, isn't it? Is that's part of yeah. the problem. One of the problems is they're looking so good. They're probably going to have like a top two or three like position sealed up, aren't they? And when you get into April, I think fantasy playoffs this year are a bit later. So um, they're all done by May 9th. I think they start in April and depending on your league will finish May 2nd or May 9th. Just remember that. Normally it's about a month earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But that time when that's happening, he might just miss half their games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to see them. They're not going to push him. They're going to rest him. And that's assuming he's healthy, right? He, he, he could also get hurt. So um, he's a tough guy to own in playoff formats for me. And uh, I, I, I would avoid him in, in those. Yeah, those, I, those I, weeks. I only I learned my lesson. I only have him in Roto. I've never really been a big Roto guy, but Dan, yeah. listening to Dan has got me into it. I like the fact that it takes some of the kind of variance out of, of things for you. So, yeah. But uh, I, I, I actually prefer Roto. I, I can't get a league of people to play with it because it's it's not as fun, you know, from the from the shit talking perspective of it. But uh, but it's more fair, right? So so I think fantasy purists like it, but when you're just a group of guys and you want to get around and, and play someone else, you know, it's it's not as exciting. Yeah. So uh <laughs> Yeah, well, look, we should maybe we should set up a new roto league. If you're interested, send me a DM. Maybe, uh, maybe we can put a roto to get to get together with uh, Hank and Aaron because we'll probably be together on the Monday show quite a bit. We can get a few listeners in with us and see how we go. Uh, as yeah. long as they don't, they don't steal our, all our ideas. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> um, we we got to fake them out. What about uh, Ben Simmons? He had 12 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. He's that multiple category stuffer guy. He's not high for points, but the field goal percentage is normally good too. Uh, ben Simmons. Simmons has shown us what, what he can do. Uh, you know, he'll, 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 he'll give the, the assists, the steals, blocks. Um, he's not a great scorer or, you know, doesn't score a lot from a fantasy perspective, but uh, he's, he's a good producer. And, and as long as you're targeting those categories, he's good. You know, you, you know that he's going to hurt your free throw percentage. You know he's going to hurt your turnovers. You know he's not going to shoot many threes. Uh, but if you if you want the, the package, I think usually he ends up being overdrafted. So that's why I never have him on my teams. But um, if you're targeting those categories that he can help in, go for it. The next game on the slate was the Oklahoma City Thunder up against the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat uh, handed out a bit of a flogging here for OKC. They won by 118 points. 290 uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Shea Gilgis Alexander, 18 points, four assists, but no steals, no blocks. So those defensive category stats are not there. Uh, he was seven for 15 from the field, two for six from the three point line. He's nowhere near returning that end of the second round, early third round value where he was drafted, is he? No, he's not. And. I'm sure uh, people who invested in him are getting worried right now. Uh, I'm getting, con- I'm not an owner, so I'm not, I'm not so concerned in that sense. But I am, I am wondering what's going on with him. I expect him to improve quite a bit, and I think he will. Um, the thing is, people were banking on improvement from last year, so just even maintaining last year's numbers would be a bit of a disappointment for his owner. So um, I'm not sure that he's going to meet the second round price. But I'm, I'm thinking he'll probably at least approach the top 50 value he had last year. Beautiful. And another player who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder, just taking a pause for a moment there to get a breath, uh, Darius Baisley. He had 16 points, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block, uh, five for 10. Now, this is a guy, if he has a couple of bad games, you don't drop him, do you? No, you don't. Uh, he's an interesting guy. Last week when I got cut off, I was having a monologue with myself. He was a hyped guy in high school. He, he kind of took a different route. He went to the G League, and um, he didn't go to college, so he kind of wasn't hyped very much coming in as a rookie last year. But he's, he's taken a step forward. He's a talented player, and he's, he's not a bad bet to produce top 100 this year. So uh, I'm holding on to him. I mean, I don't have him anywhere, but if I did – uh, I would, I would, I would hold on to him, and 
I wouldn't drop him at all unless he puts together several weeks in a row of, of poor play. He's got a big role and he's got a good stat set. Yeah, and he's on a per game currently the 72nd ranked player. And you would think with OKC, and this is the sort of the other end of the spectrum, isn't it? Teams that are definitely going to be out of the playoffs are teams, and Dan talks about this sometimes, where you don't want the old guys on those teams because you want guys that are going to play when they're or when they're out of out of the running. But also the problem with these kind of guys or those kind of teams can be if they pick up little niggling injuries and stuff, then they don't get risk and they don't get played. Um, having said that, OKC is so thin, you would think he has a big role in April and May, wouldn't you? Yes, and I, I think that the thinking is they want to develop their young players and see what they have and see what they can do and, and give them the game time to get get them better. So I think he's from all angles, he's a good bet to, to produce for the rest of the season, provided you know he stays healthy and he keeps producing the way he has been. And it's nice to see that the categories that he's really strong in, blocks, rebounds, and three throw percentage are probably things that he can continue to maintain. If somebody has a massive field goal percentage that's off the charts, you can sort of see regression. Whereas with him, um, his field goal percentage should be able to improve a little bit, hopefully. And if he can hit a few threes, he might, he could, and this is probably going a bit far, but he could push top 60, let's say, on the entire season, which would be great. Um, Al Horford is somebody else who plays for this team known as the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, he had an uh, absolute shocker. He had two points, five rebounds, one assist, was one for six from the field. Now, this is an example kind of what I mean, isn't it? As soon as this looked like a blowout, they just sat Big Al. Yep, and there's probably going to be a lot of that. And his production really went off, or in a bad way, you know, went down last season. He hasn't really recovered. He's been barely a top 130 guy so far this year. Uh, I don't think he was – people were paying much of a premium on him. I was a little bit high on him as a bounce-back guy. I didn't end up getting him anywhere. Uh, but I, I did think he was a nice value pick at the end. But it's not looking like it's going to pan out that way. And even a trade typically won't won't help him because – He's gonna. He's whoever he gets traded to is gonna be a contender that probably already has a decent roster, and he'll be slotting in as a fifth or sixth or even seventh guy on the team. So, um, doesn't seem like he's gonna be able to bust out of that that bottom tier of, of fantasy, you know, relevant play. And another player with the OKC is George Hill. He had an absolute nightmare. He had three points. He had no rebounds. He had two assists. One for three. Uh, in a word, uh, did I do the right thing not picking him up everywhere? Because all the tools I was looking at, all the experts were saying, go and get George Hill, go and get George Hill. But I did not. Um, shout out to Pedro, who's not a massive fan and told me to sort of calm down, don't go and knock yourself out with George Hill. Um, is this what we're going to see with like uh, some duds thrown in? Yeah, I think you did the right thing. Uh, he is, none of his numbers right now are, are kind of, too fluky, right? I think everything is in line with his his career numbers. Uh, in fact, there's some space to go up with his free throw percentage. But you know, he's he's somebody that that typically gets dinged up. He misses time. We know OKC is not playing him at the end of the season. We know if he gets traded, he's going to go into a smaller role. Um, my guess is that you know the scoring probably goes down a little bit, and. Um, you know, he'll, he'll probably at best be a fringy guy to own in 12 teams. I don't think he's going to be anywhere near a difference maker or even maintain his current, you know, rank of 89. On the Miami Heat side of things, uh, Bam Adebayo had a, uh, Adebayo had a great game. He had 20 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Uh, he didn't have any blocks, which is a bit unusual for him, but he was nine for 10 from the field. You love that field goal percentage. Bam, bam. Bam, it's right. <laughs> Let's move on. That's enough for him. Duncan Robinson had 12 points, four rebounds, three assists, and one steal, which was very nice. But uh, now a guy who has not been very good of late was uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. He was a little bit better today at 18 points, three rebounds, six assists, and one steal. He was six of 12 from the field. Jimmy Butler has been outside the top 200 
gee, he's one you have huge regret if you took in the third round. I was feeling bad about uh, Shade Gilgis Alexander, but <laughs> Jimmy is uh, five times worse. Well, actually, well, I think I think Jimmy's. I think Jimmy will bounce back. Yeah. I think this is a great uh, buy low opportunity for Jimmy. Uh, there's some concern that maybe he would got worn out in the bubble last year and all that, but uh, I think he'll he'll come back strong and I and I think he'll 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 be a top twenty five guy in yeah. in not very long. A couple of quick hits. Is Kelly Olynyk a pickup? He had 19 points, eight rebounds, one assist, five for seven from deep. He played 27 Kelly, minutes. Yeah, he's he's exactly what he's been for the last, I don't know how many years. He has some good games. He has some bad games. He'll play 30 minutes and double-double with great percentages and hit threes and get blocks, and then he'll get three minutes the next game. So uh, not only is he is he a streamer, but at best, but he's he's not even someone you can stream because you have no idea what his what his role is gonna be game right. to game. So even even if it's not like he's always hot right now, it doesn't matter. He could be hot and then he could not play in the next game. So uh the Miami Heat depth guys are always it's been a few years now of this where they've got a number of good players in their rotation, but none of them are consistent enough and none of them get consistent enough like yeah. role in the team to to really make it work. That's the problem, is that even Tyler Hero, who I have in a few spots, I resisted the urge to get him as high as I was initially thinking. I do have him in a few places because he fell very low in the end, but he's he's really down around where that was. He had nine, it's seven points, nine rebounds and eight assists, though, is positive. He had one steal, three for nine from the field. Is Hero a guy you have, and how are you feeling about him? I don't have him in, in too many places. Uh, actually, I don't have him anywhere. Uh, I do like him, and I had um, last year uh, we did our fantasy league draft in Vegas, and when we flew black back on the plane, uh, my friend and I were talking, and somebody was next to us and goes, "You guys like basketball?" We're like, "Yeah." He's like, well, "Keep your eye out for Tyler Hero. He's a good one." So. Tyler Hero is the airplane sleeper, we call him. <laughs> and uh, he's a good player. You know, he's, he's got a good, good, he's putting up good numbers. He doesn't hurt you anywhere. If you've got him at the end of your roster, uh, you know, he's, he's worth holding and, and he's got upside for more. So, you know, he's got a, his floor is still worth holding in a 12 team league. So he's not, he's not, he's not outside of, of owning, you know, so he's still a low end guy and, and he could potentially, you know, take it up a notch, uh, you know, by the end of the season. So, you know, if you got him as a low-end guy, he's got some upside for more. So that's that's what I think about him. And speaking of taking it up a notch, support for the Box Score Breakdown podcast, podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, of course. But big news, Manscaped has just released a new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Who knew that smelling this good could feel this good too? Uh, it has the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. It's light, approachable, and gentlemanly, just like me, in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night. Keep you fresh and ready for absolutely everything. I'm talking to you, Colin Sexton. Calming and inviting, this signature scent introduces a light citrus burst before settling into the anchoring notes of vetivire and a woodsy masculine finish. Man, it has some has some ingredients here that I can't even pronounce. How about that? This 50 mil spray cologne is even hypoallergenic. It's cruelty free, so your hippie girlfriends will love it. It's dye free, it's paraben free, and it's 100% vegan. This beautifully designed glass bottle makes a statement as well, and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. And now you can use the Manscaped refined cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. It's time to feel sexy. It's time to be Colin Sexton. Get 20% off plus. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. Your balls 
and your body will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBowl20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HoopBowl20. Look good, smell good, feel good, and be felt good with Manscaped. Now, I just got excited and it was, it's, you know, shout out to our sponsors. It was not only because of Manscaped, it's because of a man, a man mountain. His name is Julius Randle and he plays for the New York Knicks, who uh, won a game today. They, they beat Atlanta Hawks 113 to 108. I sound surprised because anytime they win, it is a bit surprising. Julius Randle, 28 points, 17 rebounds, nine assists, one steal. He hit uh, zero for five from three. That was the only bad thing. 57% from the field on 19 shots. Uh, He was okay from the foul line as well. I gave away the fact that I have some Julius Randle, didn't I? Yep, you got very excited. You got excited, not just from manscaping. You got excited from Julius Randle. Why not? Why not? Why shouldn't you? 28, 17, and 9. And that's that's kind of... That's been a standard line this year. Yeah. Well, the 17 that- rebounds the seventeen rebounds is a bit off the charts, but uh, he has been at that sort of – what has he been averaging? Let's have a look. So uh, 22 points, 11.4 rebounds, 7.5 assists, almost a steal on five, uh, 50, five, 51% shooting and on, on 16 shots. He is off the charts uh, elite in rebounds and also in assists, which is pretty incredible. And he's got um, very good field goal percentage as well, only hurting you in turnovers. That's good for a only rank 55. But if you punt turnovers, you, that's pushing him into top 25 value. Yeah, and it's and it's also it's something where the the stats he's giving you are are, are you know points, rebounds. And assists, which are kind of hard to find, and and if you have the defensive categories made up with other players, that's kind of where his game is lacking is with those defensive categories, especially blocks for a big guy. But if you've got that getting made up somewhere else, the assists this year have taken a big jump, and it doesn't really even look that fluky. You know, it looks like he's got a bigger role on this team. He's got more minutes. They're giving him more playmaking opportunities. Uh, he looks like someone that's going to. He was always slightly overrated on ADP because his weaknesses, like I said, the, the free throw percentage, the turnovers, the lack of defensive stats, they kind of got overlooked and his points, rebounds, assists would get him pumped up higher. But now that the numbers have gone even higher and his and his minutes have, have gone up, um, looks like he's he's going to really beat my expectations big time and, and he's going to give a nice nice return for anyone who's got him. Mm. Now, Mitchell Robinson had 8.7 rebounds, four steals and two blocks. He looks like somebody that uh, you're happy if you grabbed in that sort of mid, sort of 50, 60 area because of the blocks and the steals. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's producing around that that value. So I, I think that the the he's going to give the field goal percentage, the rebounds, the blocks. Um, and he doesn't look quite yet like he's going to take any step forward from last season, but the season is still young, and if this is his floor, or approximately his floor, because he's still only actually he's getting his average is almost twenty eight minutes a game. So, if if you know if he can at least maintain this level, he'll he'll return what you paid, and and if he could take it up a little bit with the scoring, then he might be able to give you a little bit more positive return. Yeah, and some of these minutes were a bit elevated because Nerlens Noel, Pinson, they they did not play because of injury or coach's decision. So the Knicks only had a what is it, an eight-man rotation with Kevin Knox playing 18 minutes. So the Randall 43, RJ Barrett 43, assuming these guys don't get injured, they're going to keep returning big value because of those minutes. RJ had 26 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, two steals. Uh, He had was 10 for 19 from the field. So he's, you know, a lot of the times his field goal percentage is going to be pretty bad, but those counting stats, the points and assists and rebounds are going to be up there for RJ if those minutes keep up. Oh yeah, and I, I, and I think I think his points and assists will keep up. The problem, with, like you said, with them is the, is the field goal percentage. And from the Atlanta side of things, now it's pretty hard not to start with uh, Trey Young, isn't it? Oh no, you got to start with him. Now he's, he's the main guy. His free throw shooting has been pretty amazing, and again in this game, he was twelve for fifteen from the line at eighty percent. 
if that's just one more or two more, the volume at that high percentage, he's been like averaging until the previous game, he was 14 for 15 per game, but he had 31 points, 14 assists. Uh, just And he had a steal as well. Though, and he had those 12-15 from the foul line, and he was 9 for 22 overall. Now, tell us, where is Trey Young? Let's see who can open it up first. I think he's... he's only, I, I got him. He's at 51 right now in a per game. He's, his value is getting dragged down by the steals, lack of steals, and then lack of threes, which I think both of those will turn around. So... Mm. He's he's looking like he'll he'll probably match his his finish from last year and, and hopefully he'll be able to beat it. Yeah, but yeah, those the points and the assists though and the free throw percentage, which those things are hard to find on the wire. So um, it's hard to make up for those things lower down in your roster. I get so I'm I'm still happy that I drafted him at the end of the first round at this point. Uh, Clint Capella had 12 points and 12 rebounds, a nice little double double. And he also had 30 minutes. If you drafted him, which I did in a couple of places, you're happy with that, aren't you? Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's a good producer. If he's healthy, he's going to beat his draft position. Uh, another guy uh, who will probably beat his draft position is DeAndre Hunter. He had 23 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one block, nine for 15. Uh, field goal percentage is normally one of his not strong points, but he's been better this season, hasn't he? Yes, he has. He's been quite a bit better. Uh, in fact, I would I would expect him not to be able to keep it up. Because <laughs> uh, he, he's top sixty at the moment, thirty two yeah. in the last week. And that's it's got it, a fall back a bit, doesn't it? Quite an improvement. Um, I mean, look, I think it, it it shows a good growth in his game, and uh, he's got you know he had a, he had a big role last last year too. But you know, he's developing as a second year player, and and. He, he could end up as a top 100 guy, top 120 guy. I wouldn't be, um, you know, I wouldn't go crazy over him, but I think he he may find his way into 12 team, you know, firmly within the 12 team conversation by the end of the season. Well, there you go. In the next game, the next game on the slate today was the Boston Celtics up against the Toronto Raptors, and the Boston Celtics ran out winners 126 to 114 over the Raptors, who are not really very good, are they? A word on the Raptors. Raptors haven't been playing well. They're one and five to start the season, but um, again, I, I, I'm not gonna. I, I, from a fantasy perspective, I've got Norm Powell, and I'm very unhappy about it. Uh, from a real life perspective, I think you know they've got a great coach. They've got the same players they had last year, and my expectation is that they'll they'll get it figured out and they'll get it turned around very soon. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I don't know what to expect. I've got Norm Powell who's been Started off the season very poorly. Siakam is doing what's, what was expected. OG, I think he's still in line for a good uh, breakout year this year. Van Vliet has been doing very well for anyone who drafted him. And Kyle Lowry has been one of the more consistent players for the last several years. So um, Boucher and Powell are, are the kind of question marks, and we're not sure what they're going to do. Um, I, mean, I mean, what do you think? Well, you kind of hit the names that I wanted to say because one guy you're feeling very happy if you did draft him on the Raptors is Fred Van Vliet. And shout out to Pedro because he's a guy that Pedro recommended to me last season and he was on Dan's show talking about him. I held him. He had 35 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, 13 for 20 from the field. Every now and then his field goal percentage is in the toilet, but the volume uh, is just incredible. And if you got him in that sort of fourth round, maybe sometimes you got lucky and you got him early fifth. That... uh, He's going to return good value for you. Kyle Lowry had 18 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals. He's just very solid. He had five for 13, a little bit down on the field goal percentage. He's another one who hurts you there. But Norm Powell, the aforementioned Norm Powell, four points in 16 minutes. Norman. Yeah, I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's not It's not I, good. I, he's, he's I don't on. know what's going on. You can't resist, though. Like, I've seen him on some wires. I've got him in a couple of my cues tonight, but I don't have him first, which is kind of weird because you have a guy who's projected top 80, but he's not the first in my stack on a couple of um, waiver wires tonight. Uh, on the Boston Celtics side, Jason Tatum had a huge game, 40 points, six rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and a beautiful 11 for 19 from the field. Field goal percentage is the category of his that hurts you, uh, but that was very good. He was five for eight from deep. Tatum, uh, does he get near that end of first round value or is he another one like Trey who has a 
a couple of flaws that keep him away from where he was drafted on an overall value? I think I think Tatum is is pretty much there. I think he, he'll, he'll be in the top fifteen. Uh, I think he's he's shaping up like a uh, who's been a guy. I mean, almost like a small forward version of Nick Vucevic, right? Just a solid guy. He'll be hovering around top 15, worst case top 20, uh, but he's going to be very consistent and and he's potentially got you know upside for more if he could uh, you know up his defensive numbers. And without wanting to curse a Boston Celtic, because I love you, Boston Celtics guys. There's absolutely no uh, sarcasm or irony there at all. He's very uh, durable. He doesn't seem to get injured. Uh, somebody who does get injured a little bit, but has been very good this season so far, Jalen Brown. He had 19 points, five rebounds, three assists. Uh, he had a perfect four for four from the foul line. He has been good. Peyton Pritchard, he had 23 points, two rebounds. He had eight assists. He was eight for 13 from the field and two for four. That's just because of the injuries and the guys that didn't play today, right? We had we saw no Marcus well, Smart and uh, of course um, Kemba is out. There was yeah there was more opportunity today, and the numbers were obviously very high. But I in my uh, 2014 uh, dynasty league when we had our draft this year, uh, Peyton Pritchard is one of the top guys on my queue, and uh, I had so I had to do a little bit of research on him and. Apparently, he's a very, very high basketball IQ guy. And uh, the Celtics really, really like the way he plays. And a lot of people apparently really like the way he plays. I don't know why he, he didn't drop to the bottom of the first round. But, um, you know, I, I guess there is – he does play in, a, in an efficient manner. And I think that if the Celtics give him number – you know, they, they, do, they do seem to like him. So, for kind of an end-of-the-first-round rookie, he may be a positive – contributor but he's not going to be a guy to hold 12 team value yes it looks like that it definitely looks like that uh the next game on the slate was the dallas mavericks up against the houston rockets and uh the mavericks ran out winners by oh god i just lost my sheet there it was uh 113 to 100 for the dallas mavericks uh, we saw the return of Luka Doncic, and he had a huge game. He was 33 points, 16 rebounds, 11 assists, almost as good as Julius Randle. He had 12 for 25 from the field and 3 for 10 from the three-point line. His three-point percentage is not incredible, but he did hit six for six from the foul line today. Luka, is he back? He's back. He's back. Um, I think the problem with Luka is that he's still somewhat – overrated from a fantasy perspective uh, for somebody that's projected at, at number one overall there's a little bit um, there's too many issues with the percentages and the low uh, defensive numbers so I, I think that there's to me the the point rebound assist that's never going to be in doubt it's the other things and it doesn't look like he's shown you know big improvements on the defensive side in terms of racking up steals mm-hmm. or blocks his free throw has improved some, uh, but we'll see if that, that you know he can keep that up. But I, I'm still I'm I'm down on Luca as a number one overall type player or someone to even be in that in that group. Yeah, I mean he's not even close to first round if this keeps up. Like he's improved his free throw percentage to just a neutral minus point zero one on Z score. Uh, that is, and he's been shooting at uh, eighty at eighty point four percent. Um, why is that only neutral? Um, why is that slightly negative? Um, because 80% is pretty good, but on that volume, it's still not uh, fantastic. Uh, what else about him that he's lacking? Obviously, like you said, the steals and the blocks are, are bad. But the main thing this season is the field goal percentage is down. It's now minus one Z score, which for somebody wanting to approach first round is not very good at all. Also for the Dallas Mavericks, Tim Hardaway Jr. had 30 points, seven rebounds and two assists. Is he somebody you have anything of? He had 11 for 14 at 78%. That's not quite like Tim Hardaway Jr. No, we, I, we see him do this from time to time, right? He pops off with these huge games and then he goes away. So uh, he's, a, he's a good guy that if you need a game, if you want to stream and, and you're competitive in, in points or threes and 
you want to roll the dice with someone who's got good upside and then plug and play. But unless the Mavs suffer a bunch of injuries that suddenly force him into a big role, uh, he's not going to be consistent uh, in the 12 team league and he's not going to be worth more than a, a streamer or end of the bench guy, if you'd like. And for the Houston Rockets, uh, will J- James Harden was back, but he only hit a moderate sort of game and he was box minus plus minus was minus 24 it didn't impact the game fantastically well he only shot five for 17 from the field which is obviously awful he had 21 points but he did have 10 assists he had two steals as well those sneaky sneaky steal and block numbers that he gets he was eight for 10 from the foul line which is a bit off him than the you know massive numbers he normally has only three for 11 from deep john wall had 14 points he had four rebounds four assists. He had four for 10 from the field. It wasn't a fantastic game. Christian Wood, 23 points, seven rebounds, one steal, one block, seven for eight from the field. He missed all of his three-pointers. If he hits two of those, that's a 29 and seven with a steal and a block. Christian Wood, I'm resisting selling high on him. Uh, Would you sell high or hold him? Well, it depends how high you're going to get. You know, uh, right now he's ranked at number 13. Right below him is, is Nikolai Vucevic. Uh, I would I would take Vuce over Wood. What do you think? It's not as sexy, isn't it? That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> I want to say, yes, if you could get Vucevic for Wood, you should do it, especially because, you know, Houston is one of those – depends if you're a gambler or not. Like, because if Harden gets traded away, we saw what happens with Wood. When Harden doesn't play, he's he'll probably hit the first round value, you know. If but well, if Harden- he also he's got he's got you know the percentage to possibly hold him back. Although I think his free throw percentage is better than seventy two. That's maybe fluky just to start the season, but um, but yeah, but he 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 would be more of a gamble, and he's not someone that has you know displayed the elite level of play over an extended period of time, so. You've got those question marks, but um, I mean, I would take Vooch over him. I would take Van Vliet over Wood. Um, and then you get into people like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Or, I mean, everyone's kind of overperforming at this point, but uh, in this range, you know. Um, Bradley Beal, I would take over Wood. Uh, Bam Adebayo would take over Wood. So, I, I mean, it depends on what you could get. Eric Gordon he had 20 points and five rebounds, two assists, one steal and one block. Just a shout-out to people who streamed him when Harden was out and kept him. You got rewarded, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, normally, I don't think we can really trust him. Uh, speaking of things that we can't trust, the Detroit Pistons uh, were up against the Milwaukee Bucks and they got crushed a little bit. They lost by 10 points. It was 125 to 115, and the person who did the crushing was Giannis. He had 43 points, nine rebounds, four assists and a block. Uh, He had two three-pointers, and he was 17 for 24 from the field. He's someone who's been a bit of a buy low. Is that window closed completely? Yeah, I think so. I I don't think that window was ever open. <laughs> I don't know anyone selling Giannis low. Uh, well, well, hold on. I just I just traded him away in a dynasty league for James Harden. Uh, shout out to the lads who play in Eli's uh, Lambeer's uh, cheap shot league. I traded away James Harden. I got James Harden. Sorry for Giannis, James Harden, and Drew Holiday and Kyle Lowry and something else which I can't remember right now for. Giannis and uh, Mike uh, Brandon Clark and a couple of other pieces, uh, but it would have to be something massive to if to trade him away, wouldn't it? Yeah, and that's I I don't know how much older Harden is than Giannis, but uh, five years. I mean, because I think Harden is still a notch above Giannis. For this year, you know, for for the current, I mean, in a dynasty, there's there's a little bit different calculation, obviously, in terms of the years. But in terms of current value, I think Harden is clearly a notch above Giannis. But um, Giannis is another guy, just like Luca, that's kind of perceived value puts him at around number one overall. But the reality is, unless you're punting categories, he's he's not quite that high. 
Um, he's got the free throw issue. It's actually almost seems to have gotten worse this year. Um, and the stats are there. The counting stats are there. The defensive stats there. Basically, everything is there but the free throw percentage and maybe more three-pointers. But, um, you know, he's somebody that I don't think you're going to get him. I don't think there was really much of a buy, buy low opportunity. You know, maybe there was someone who were panicking. But um, he'll probably finish around top 20, top 10. But he is being held back by those percentages. And I think people paying in that number one, two, three, four, you know, price range are paying a little bit high. Although there can also be some premium for his durability. Mm. Uh, speaking of durability, uh, Chris Middleton is a guy who doesn't miss much, and he had 19 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. Uh, Brooke Lopez had 8.7 rebounds. He had a steal and a couple of blocks for you. Drew Holiday had 15 points, six rebounds, seven assists, three beautiful steals. You're happy if you drafted Drew. Another person you'd be happy drafting was Don- is Dante DiVincenzo, although he had a not fantastic game in every uh, sense of the word because he was two for nine from the field, uh, five points only, but he did have five rebounds, nine assists, two steals and a block. He finds a way to help you even when he's not having a great shooting night. Yep, and I, I have my biggest money league. I'm very happy with him and, and I think he's going to be a he's going to be a guy that you see on a lot of successful fantasy teams this year. And for the Detroit Pistons, another person who's on successful fantasy teams, including some of mine, is Jeremy Grant. And he was in that trade I just mentioned as well. Uh, he had 24 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, three blocks. He was 10 for 25 from the field. That is massive um, usage right there. And he hit four threes. Jeremy Grant, where does he end up? I think he ends up top 50. He's right now, he's 27. I think when we discussed him last week, he was around the same spot, right? And uh, I, I don't see where he drops, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't see what part of this is going to regress. You know, you could say maybe the free throw shooting. But uh, as long as he stays healthy and he's been a durable guy, his, his minutes are up, his usage is up. Uh, it seems like he's part of the future, so to speak, in Detroit. I don't, you know, they're not going to trade him. They just signed him. Uh, I think anyone who got their hands on him has got a big steal. Uh, also for the Detroit Pistons, there are a couple of big lines. Derek Rose had 24 points, two rebounds, eight assists, and one steal, nine for 18 from the field. If he's a guy, if you drafted very late, he probably is a hold, but he's a bit frustrating. If he ends up on a waiver wire, you probably grab him, but who knows where he ends up later in the season. Seiko Dumbaya, my lord, he had 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, and two steals. If they trade away some of their other pieces, he's an interesting guy almost a streamer. I've got him in a couple of my dynasty leagues, but probably not. He's definitely not a must add. Mason Plumley had a shocker from the field. He was two for seven, like a lot of uh, Detroit who were, they just had 43% shooting on the night, but he had four points, six assists, one steal, and he was two for seven from the field. I think we talked, did we talk about Mason Plumley last week? Because he just has been providing good value, hasn't he? We did. We did talk about him. And, uh, you know, I, I like him to hold. Right? We discussed last week his free throw shooting wasn't going to remain at 100%, and now it's at 70%, and it's still going to go down more. Uh, but the rest of it is sustainable. You know, the, the steals are still high compared to his, his career numbers, but, you know, the points, the rebounds, the assists, the blocks, I mean, he's not getting a lot, but the good field goal percentage, the relatively low turnover, all of that is going to hold. So... Um, you know, he's, he's, he's going to provide, he's going to beat his ADP by a, by a big number because he does give a nice, nice, uh, you know, package of points and, and assists and steals and blocks or not blocks, but steals and and assists and rebounds. So, um, he does, he does have that unique, uh, category combination. And if you're okay with the bad free throw shooting, then you'll get some, Nice counting stats. Well, speaking of getting beaten, that's what you're going to do to me if I keep you up much more later. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us, Hank. I'll be back uh, after this short break to review the last two games, which were India against the Pelicans and the Sacramento Kings getting a flogging from Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Hank, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure. And we will see you again same time, same bat channel next week, hopefully. Same bat channel, same bat time. See you next week. 
Good on you, Hank. Thank you, mate. Take care. And now a word from our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Uh, ever since we started these podcasts at Hoopball, people have been asking us for betting tips, and we always get asked, who you got? You got the Lakers, you got the Clippers, you got Rogers or Mahomes. And uh, we tell them, look, your bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And that's why we tell people to bet with MyBookie. MyBookie's reputation is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place that we trust to handle our NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give us the best lines for the National Championship College football game on January 11th and on every NFL playoff game. You know us, and you know that we don't give out our stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you have to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sportsbook out there, full stop, or as the Americans say, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL. And get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. That is a thousand dollars. Yep. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet on. Bet with the best bet at mybookie.ag. Man, the second last game of the evening was the Indiana Pacers winning a bit of a thriller against the New Orleans Pelicans, and it was Malcolm Brogdon's late bucket which lifted the paces up to a wild overtime win, and that certainly was a thriller. Now, for the Indiana Pacers, speaking of thrilling, Malcolm Brogdon, he has been thrilling since uh, TJ Warren went down and his usage is up, his minutes are up. He played a massive 45 minutes in this one. He had 21 points, 11 assists, uh, seven rebounds, three steals and a block. Gee, someone you wish you got in that sort of, I don't know, he was going as late as 60 in some drafts. My goodness, he was 8 for 18 for the field, which is not fantastic, but it's not terrible either, given the volume, and he hit four huge three-pointers. Uh, Victor Oladipo had 25 points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals, continuing his massive bounce back. He's still inside the top 20. I reckon there's a chance he's a sell high. If you can get somebody, an underperforming third-round guy back for Vic, you might do that, but then... Again, he has been going off. Miles Turner fouled out at six fouls in just 22 minutes, uh, but he still had three blocks, a steal, uh, only and 17 points as well. So he was going off. What a shame. He had two three-pointers, seven for 11 from deep. Demontis Sabonis, probably my biggest regret in fantasy this season is drafting Aldridge over him in one league. As you know, my goodness, I just fell back two second in Dan's Roto League tonight. And if I had him next to my Christian Wood, my God, I would be hard to catch. He had 19 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, two blocks, and he was nine for 16 from the field. Uh, anything else of interesting of interest on the Indiana Pacers side? Doug McDermott, if you streamed him after he went mad, uh, he had just 11 points, three rebounds, one assist, borderline value. But Justin Holiday. He is somebody to have a look on your waiver wire because he had nine rebounds. Uh, sorry, had 9.7 rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block, which he gets you just a steal and a block or one point or, or two steals and a block or two blocks and a steal almost every time he plays. Bit putrid three for nine from the field, but he was still very good value if you're streaming him at the moment. On the New Orleans Pelican side, Zion Williams had 24 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal. He was six for eight from the foul line, which is not too bad given how bad he can be. Nine for 19 from the field, uh, and he had that steal and a block. If he can get a steal and a block for you every game, uh, maybe that makes up for the free throw percentage being foul as septic. Uh, Lonzo Ball, 18 points, six rebounds, six assists, Four threes in 38 minutes. Lonzo is good value right now and probably for the rest of the season as well. Eric Bledsoe had twelve, had a double-double, 12 points and 11 rebounds, which was decent. And in the final game of the evening, the Sacramento Kings got flogged by the Golden State Warriors. This was a fair dinkum pantsy. Pull your pants down and slap them on the ass cheeks. Uh Steph Curry was doing a lot of the slapping, especially in the first half. He had 30 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, five for 12 from deep, seven for seven from the foul line, nine for 18 from the field. Delicious. He's improving that uh, uh, shooting percentage that we talked about earlier in the season. He was struggling. Um, and he also had 30 minutes 
instead of like the full 36 or whatever, because this was a blowout, obviously. James Wiseman had 10 points, four rebounds, one assist and two blocks in his 17 minutes. Might have played more if it wasn't a blowout as well. Uh, Wiggins was okay. Draymond Green just had one of those weird lines. It's five points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, one three, two for two from the foul line but he just had three shots. That's pretty weird, isn't it? That's a classic um, low-value MacGyver game. But i tell you who's not a low-value MacGyver. He's a high-value MacGyver. That is Kelly, Kelly Oubre Jr. Kelly! He had 18 points. He had three rebounds. He had two assists, one steal, two blocks. He had four for six from deep, two for two from the foul line. Um, as Dan said, if you were able to buy low on Kelly, you did well because a few idiots were selling him cheap. If anybody, given some of the offers that I got anyway, they were definitely low ball. Uh, for the Sacramento Kings, Dan mentioned in his tweet storm on Discord, which if you sign up for HoopBall uh, as a subscriber, you can get access to that. One of the things that Dan mentioned is that the Sacramento Kings might be turning into a bit of a trailer fire, which is bad news for fantasy owners because it's hard to predict what's going to happen. And there's just there's lots of crap there. Uh, Harrison Barnes was okay. He had 18 points, nine rebounds, one assist, and one steal. Uh, he was a guy I was around on waiver-wise a bit. It was definitely worth an add and is probably going to maintain some sort of value in that top um, 70, 75, or 80 range uh, if he can keep this up. Rashawn Holmes had a terrible game. He's a buy low again. He had four points, three rebounds, one steal in 18 minutes. That does not mean that Hazan Whiteside was good because he only played 11 minutes. He had eight points two rebounds. Um, he did have three blocks in 11 minutes. If he can get back to 22 minutes, maybe he does have that, uh, still have some top 60, 70 upside. Not worth picking up right now unless you're a gambler and you think Holmes might get injured or something. Uh, you probably leave him alone. Darren Fox was good, 18 points, four rebounds, seven assists. Uh, okay, we should say. at seven for 17 from the field. So that Foul, that free throw, that field goal percentage, I'm sorry. God, long day. Um, not fantastic as it can be sometimes. That was the last game for the day. The last thing I will say is don't forget to sign up for the Bruise Letter. Uh, we're expecting one to come out very soon, and you definitely want to be part of that. It's not anywhere else in uh, in fantasy. You can't find it on the HoopBall website. You can't even find it in the Discord. Uh, it's Aaron Bruski coming straight to your inbox. He is the founder of Hoopball, the most intimate fantasy nuggets. Uh, it's long content, not on the website, as I said, not on social media. It's on an email newsletter, uh, probably a few thousand words each time, and gee, it's helpful. You can sign up and get it for free. Go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. That I have been your host, Mr. Uh, Jolly of Sydney. You can find me at Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. You can find my offsider, Scotty Harland, at, at the Harlander23, H A R, like the Highlander, but it's like mixed with his name, Harland. There can be only one. Uh, I will bid you goodbye and uh, we'll catch up with you later in the week. Scotty will be back tomorrow with another wonderful guest. And bye for now. Good luck to your family. And hopefully, you guys go off like frogs in socks tomorrow. This has been a hoop ball presentation.